This whole business literally started on a napkin table drawing on my friend Dione's kitchen table. And at the end of the day, um, what Drew and company told me is, when our rifles leave the shop, we guarantee they will shoot sub-quarter inch with our hand-loaded ammunition that we develop. That the rifle will shoot 0.5 inch with factory ammunition. That it'll shoot different bullet weights without significantly uh, affecting the accuracy. And it'll not fail to cycle. And, and got it down to where we're coming in with a full-bodied rifle that is averaging six pounds un unscoped. He sent us an email with these two pictures of these just killer groups. And he said, you know, these are the two best groups I ever shot in my life. And I shot them back to back with your gun. I'm the proud owner of that brand new Altera Mountain Shadow Carbon in 308. Actually have the ability to control our supply chain and we're building a product that's better than everybody else in the market. excited to announce that we have partnered with the Outdoorsman's in Fountain Hills, Arizona. They can provide all of your optics needs along with some of the best machine tripods and mounting accessories in the business. Swarovski, Zeiss, Leica, Leupold, binoculars, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, you name it. They can provide it and at the industry's most competitive prices. They are offering our listeners an exclusive offer on all outdoorsman's manufactured products such as packs, tripods, tripod heads, and other gear they manufacture. At checkout, type in the discount code RNA15, that is RNA15, and you will receive a one-time 15% off your order. Please go to outdoorsmans.com and use the discount code today. Thank you for the support. So I'm going to kick this off. So how many engineers do we have at the table here? One, two. Okay. So there's a little bit of brain power at this table, which can can be concerning sometimes because you never know where these conversations can go. But, you know, the optimist says the glass is half full, right? And what's the pessimist say? Half empty. Glass is half empty. What's the engineer say? Full enough. The glass is twice as big as it should be. <laughs> so, nice. So I that's like how it. we'll tee up this conversation. So we're coming to you live from Boise, Idaho. We're here with our friends at uh, recently rebranded Altera Arms. Um, so what we'll kind of do is we'll go around and uh, we'll do just brief introductions of everyone uh, on the uh, podcast today and excited to, to be here, excited to, we got a busy weekend plan. We're going to be doing some shooting. Um, one of our guests here on the on the line just recently picked up a, a 308 uh, branded here at Altura, so he's going to be firing some rounds through that this weekend. So excited to be here, uh, and uh, yeah, looking forward to catching up with this group. Uh, Drew's no 
a stranger to the podcast. I think we've done at least two or three podcasts in the past. So, uh, so Drew, Drew's an old hand at this, but uh, excited to be here. So maybe, Mike, do you want to go ahead and kick us off and, and tell us about you and your recent new uh, journey here with Altera? Sure. My name is Mike Swebert. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer here at Altera Arms. And um, actually, my year anniversary uh, just uh, just came up. So I've been, One year uh, already? been with them for a year. Man, how fast wow. that has gone. Um, yeah, pretty crazy. So, you know, I was um, really glad to come on board. It, uh, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a funny story. Um, Drew's uh, dad contacted me through a friend of a friend and said, hey, we've got a custom rifle company looking for some marketing help. And it's like, oh, another custom rifle company, just what the world needs, right? Yeah, Not interested. Sure. And it's like, well, wait, we're different than everybody else. Mm, never heard that before, right? And so uh, so actually, we kind of started off on just doing an evaluation of the company. And uh, after I found out um, what they did and the fact that they are truly, truly unique and truly different, uh, unlike like any other, um, you know, I, I, I've been in the, in the involved in the firearms industry for 40 years, and I thought there's nothing else that can be done to a bolt action rifle to improve it, and boy, was I wrong. And uh, after we did, I did that initial evaluation for the company, I learned what they were doing and, and what uh, Drew and the team has put together, and I said, I want to be a part of this. So really, really happy to be here, really glad to be here. Yeah, and I, I remember, I think it's probably been about a year, I remember I was sitting in a it in Paso Robles at the tire shop by Lowe's and you called me and uh, you had told me kind of what you were talking about doing and asked me about tell me about this axial precision and so it was just interesting how that has been a year ago but how what's happened in the last year it's amazing the advancements and the things that have happened so really cool thanks Mike to your to Mike's uh, right would be Mr. Ryan Newkirk, okay. and uh, I'm the proud owner of that brand new Altera Mountain Shadow Carbon in 308. Uh, Tell us about that. Is that well? So is that a shooter or what? It's a bit of it's a bit of a sweet shooter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, about a year ago, my good buddy Mike Schwebert mentioned that he was going to be doing some marketing for this company and uh, started telling me about all the technology involved in these rifles, and it kind of got the wheels turning. And then uh, managed to get my hands on a loaner for a Montana deer hunt a few months ago. And once I shot that rifle, I, I, I had to have one. Um, and so we went through that whole process. First, you know, legitimate custom rifle that I've ever ordered and pretty pumped about it. It, uh, they might you know, have said it was kind of a shooter coming out of the shop, huh? It was. Yeah, I've heard some rumors. Shot .11, I believe. Oh, that's she's .11. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, obviously, there's a, a little bit of the guy behind the gun. The best I've done so far with five shots at 100 yards is .56, with just and that's just with factory ammo. So I'm yeah. pretty pleased so far. Yeah. Just terrible results of .11 coming out of the, the gate. That's just terrible. Wow, unbelievable. Almost didn't get it back from our shooter. <laughs> Cool, Ryan. Well, great having you here, and uh, it was fun coming up with you. We're looking forward to the weekend, and obviously going to have a, a fun shoot and uh, a good time, so should be good. Okay, and to your right, we've got... I'm Aaron Mikesell. I'm the engineering manager at Altera Arms, uh, pretty much in charge of uh, design, uh, process of, of uh, manufacturing, and um, do all the CNC programming. Um, okay. And... Uh, Pretty much head cook, bottle washer, you name it, I do do it all. Clean the bathrooms. If it needs to be done, yeah. it gets done. Yeah, small company, sometimes you got to do that, right? Yeah. Well, cool, Aaron. Great having you, and, and nice to meet you. 
And to your right, I'm uh, Drew Foster, owner, founder of Altera, and previous to that, Axial Precision. And I am also chief cook and bottle washer, <laughs> bathroom cleaner. You make you make a good cook, I think. Good camp cook. No, no. He, he's learning. We're teaching him how to cook right now. I am jack of all trades, master of none. Okay. So. Well, everyone needs one of those too. Yeah. Cool. Great having you, Drew. And uh, just, again, uh, interested to hear more about how the company's advanced since we've connected. It's been a few years and um, feels like this whole time lapse that's happened last year was like a time warp. You're right. I mean, it was like the whole pandemic hit. Next thing you know, we're here. And it's like, where did last year go? Right. And here we're already almost into the or in the second quarter of the year already. It's just bizarre how fast time goes. So. All right. And then lastly, uh, my name is Matt Kelso. I'm the uh, production manager here at Altera. Um, do pretty much uh, all the actual uh, building of the guns, uh, the metal work, inletting of the stocks. Um, do a little programming here too. So, yeah, it's uh, been here a little over a year myself, and and having a great time. You know, building some some pretty sweet rifles. So, I mean, based in Boise, Idaho, American made, like. It really doesn't get much better than that. I mean, when you think about it, for us transplants like me, I was born and raised in Montana, but transplanted to California. It's like I, I want to get back to this part of the country at some point. It just timing and and when that hap- when that chance happens, and if people like you actually let me back into a state like this, I don't know. We'll see. We drive in from California and we see signs posted Californians stay out. So it's like not really welcoming, but no, it's a great place to be and a really neat company. It's cool to see the the progress that you guys have had. So maybe we can talk about that. Maybe just talk a little bit about the history of what was actual precision and now Altera Arms and and just kind of give us the the background. Yeah, I can cover some of that for you. Okay. So this whole business literally started on a napkin table drawing on my friend Dione's uh, like kitchen table. So it wasn't engineering paper. Like it wasn't. It was a napkin. It was a napkin. And a lot of good stories started with a napkin. The whole premise was we wanted to figure out what made one rifle really accurate and what made other rifles like why were there hunting rifles and why were there really accurate rifles and how do we actually blend the two to get something that's really reliable but shoots with bench rest accuracy and so we did a bunch of digging we did a bunch of experimenting measuring got a bunch of you know bench rest actions and bench rest rifles and basically just did our research and the one thing we found is the tolerances in the machine work and the process for trying to make everything on a rifle like tune the harmonics make everything actually aligned with the bore of the barrel was the important part but um that same uh that same process to make everything actually aligned requires very tight tolerances and that also tunes kind of the harmonics of the rifle so we basically came up with a design where we had very tight tolerances um, and we came up with a couple of patented designs that we later on patented that made sure that everything stayed together, made everything more of a harmonic or homogenous unit. But when you go to cycle the rifle, it opened up into very loose tolerances so you could clear dirt and grime and it would scrape debris out of the way that you encounter during uh, hunting environments. So um, I had no idea that we'd be here 
you know, essentially seven years after that date. Um, I was actually planning on modifying existing receivers to reflect this technology and sell those. But we found out, like, okay, I don't like this design, but I like that design of different parts, firing pins, for instance. I don't like how the barrel's connected because it's a major weakness. So we got past the prototype part, and we're like, okay, I really, I really like this design. It's working very well. It gets us the accuracy and the reliability that we want. But... <clears throat> um, we can't really just modify that into somebody else's receiver because it had a whole bunch of other features we didn't like. So then we went down the road of outsourcing. We got engineers involved, patent attorneys involved. We are actually awarded a patent on uh, prior, you know, basically 160 years of prior art. Now we have three patents on it. And um, so anyway, we started, we outsourced some of our parts to begin with and realized that a lot of people didn't know how to actually make these parts to the tolerances that we want. So then we bought machines and uh, hired some of the best programmers and machinists that we can find, and we've already introduced two of them, and some of the best gunsmiths that we could find for assembling and bedding and everything else. And then we realized, okay, now we got this awesome barreled action assembly that does whatever we want, but our bottleneck or stock so then we're like well if it takes six months to order a stock we're pretty sure I could design one that's better and shoots better and get it into full production in less time than it takes us to order one so we went down that route and literally sitting there with Bondo and somebody else some other competitor's stock <laughs> adding Bondo and sanding in your garage until you had something that felt really good to everybody we could pass it out to and then we got we modeled the whole thing built a mold and then uh, found a amazing composites outfit that helped us prototype it. It took us 67 tribes before we could fi figure out how to build a stock and have a grade A quality carbon fiber stock come out of the mold. And now we've got to the point where <clears throat> we've had to buy all the machinery, build all kinds of molds and bring in composites guys because we can't keep up with the demand. And now we actually have the ability to control our supply chain and we're building a product that's better than everybody else in the market. I mean, the essence of the American dream is to have a, a company where you can, from start to finish, build something, right? Whether it's manufacturing, whether it's construction, whatever that is. But sitting here in the shop, it's pretty neat to see kind of the where it starts, how it goes through the process, and all you guys touch a piece of that, right? And so maybe you could just talk through kind of you know, between Aaron or Matt, kind of your piece of this and how that's important in the process and what you guys do. So I, I start the process with one, uh, authorizing the design saying, this is the design we're going to make. At that point, we, we sit down and come up with our manufacturing process. We build our fixtures. We, we put everything together and then prototype that part out and start developing that, that piece uh you know a piece by piece basis mm -hmm. um and and that's where i stay is kind of on the component side of things i don't i don't spend a lot of time on the actual rifle assembly side i'm more i build each individual component and get that set up ready for these guys to use and then at that point basically i'm handing those components or pieces or even sub assemblies over to the guys on the floor doing um the rest of the work 
i.e. Matt, and is going to take that up from there. He's going to, you know, pull a barrel blank. He's going to do the chamber work. He's going to match it to the the action that's allotted for the build, and mm-hmm. and then inlet the stock for the build. Uh, of course, that's after the stock's been built to order for that because length of pulls uh, adjusted. If it's a right or left hand, what color features? Because some of our colors are done in the mold, some are done out. And then once he's got his inlet done, then you're to the bedding process, final assembly, working out, uh, feeding, extraction issues. Um, once once everything's checked off there, it's off to the range. Um, we we shoot every single Altera rifle gets verified that it will meet our accuracy guarantee. So um, every single one gets a, a slight barrel break in at least, if not full break in, and then it's it's proven to shoot that accuracy before it goes out the door so it's pretty amazing to see a, a chunk of steel over there raw chunk of steel that weighs four five six seven pounds whatever eight it pounds. is eight pounds and then comes out this bolt action that you know weighs probably less than a pound that's incredible and that one machine that can do that and so you're you're the brains behind all that stuff well, I mean, short of the brains that came up with the design concepts, I mean, I've helped Drew over the last four years, you, you know, fine-tune some of that stuff, mostly for manufacturability. There was things that didn't need to be there that we could have done a little different to make it easier to make. But, yeah, in the end, I sat down, figured out the process as it had to go through, and and be able to repeat it day in and day sure. out and have sure. this, the same thing come off that machine every day. So as it goes down the line these guys aren't having to spend so much time figuring out what fits what i mean you can literally take one barrel off of one receiver and put it on another headspace is good you're ready to go whatever so yeah or swap a bolt whatever it is you want to do yeah i think consistency and repeatability is probably what makes you guys more of a competitive advantage because that is probably what sets you guys apart is how consistent and repeatable your your processes and systems are and I, that goes for anything in manufacturing right if you can re, if you can get defects out of the system right your your process is much more efficient and you're going to get more product out to people in a timely fashion so so that's cool so so it comes to that and then so then comes to you and so you're kind of working the finished product kind of putting the rifle and assembling together yeah so you know we'll start um you know we get the the order in from the customer you know generally the first thing we do is pull the barrel and and you know do all the work to it um we have you know several different barrel makers that we work with and um you know they'll come with you know the bore cut in it the outside profile done and and then we end up you know cutting our proprietary barrel connection um doing the chamber work um and all of that is you know dialed in to where everything is machined perfectly to the axis of the bore um and so we you know do the chamber in do the muzzle work um we build our own muzzle brakes and so we you know we'll time those onto the barrel you know uh blend them so that they're you know a seamless connection Mm -hmm. um and then after we do the barrel you know we have a whole uh library of different um you know, barrels, uh, different actions, all different things that we can inlet a stock for. Um, and so we'll go through, get the stock set up, and then we have a two-part bedding process that it goes through. And then we have uh, Cerakote in-house now, and so we have a, a full library of different Cerakote options. Um, and then 
once we do that, uh, we put the whole thing together and take it to the range. And um, like Aaron was saying, we you know validate every single rifle. Uh, we will do uh, full load development for customers as well. So we'll actually, you know, using the bullet of your choice, you know, get that thing to where it'll shoot sub quarter minute groups consistently. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really cool process. I really yeah. really enjoyed well, you know I, being I, part of it. I so. think we ought to point out too, Matt, that the chamber work on these barrels is done on a CNC lathe, not a manual lathe. And so that's where a lot of that repeatability comes from also. Sure. We've been able to really dial that in, especially after seven years of doing this. Yeah. We get the same thing every single time. So well an interesting concept we were Mike, we were looking at that Cerakoted um, barrel that was fluted that had the muzzle brake that was literally like looks seamless right mm -hmm. and you were talking about how the flutes are lined up and the timing and the symmetry and the axle of the barrel and how you do that you were talking about how you can never cut a piece of steel straight perfect every time but what you try to do is limit the variability of windage versus the variability of elevation and maybe yes. you can talk a little bit about that yeah so we'll actually uh we'll, we'll get the barrel in the machine and, and dial it in on the breech end and then take the indicator around to the back side of the machine and record and, and you know, measure where um, that, you know, bend in, in the, the bore is basically. And then we'll actually machine the barrel connection so that it times on the receiver so that bend is straight north and south. And that way the further out to distance you go, you're not compounding windage error. It's all, um, you know, can be adjusted for in your dope for elevation. Sure. And, you know, I think that's something that, very few people think is very important but it really makes a difference the further you get out and you know the other thing is you know we spend a lot of time um just dialing the things in so they're perfectly straight you know the the setup on a single barrel can take a couple hours and the actual machine time is a half hour you know, so you're, you're really, you know, sure. spending that time getting that thing set up completely perfect. So when you start cutting on that piece of material, you're perfectly aligned to that board. Yeah. And it just, you know, that assembly builds from there with everything, um, you know, perfectly straight. What do they say? Measure twice, cut once, right? And this business is probably measured eight times and cut once, right? Yeah, I've, I've spent more time staring at an indicator in this place <laughs> than my whole career put together, probably. Well, it's measure, measure, cut. Measure, measure, cut again. Measure, measure, measure some more. Think yeah. about it. Cut some more. Yeah, yeah. it's you. You watch everything as it's going through, because um, even as you cut, stuff can move. So you've got to be aware of those things. Watch out for those things. Yeah, and I mean to gu to guarantee point two five. I mean you can't be a run of the mill. Run these things through in two hours and get them done. I just it's. It can't happen, right? It requires that just that keen eye for detail and, and that time put in to make sure that what's coming out and the output is a .25 or better, yeah. right? And Ryan's case, uh, you know, something that's just crazy, a .11. I mean, that's just incredible, right? That something can, can come out of a shop made in America, which is an awesome thing, by the way, but that can be made here in America and, and, and shoot like that with those tolerances is incredible, so... Again, and that's just a tribute to the work that you guys do. So maybe we'll bring Mike in a little bit here. He's been kind of quiet, but, you know, so Drew talked a little bit about, you know, axial precision, and you look around the building, and it's cool because you see the history of the building here. You see axial precision in here, um, which 
that was that was the napkin idea, right? And now seven years later, um, rebranded. I remember you, you and I talked about it, and I said, man, anytime you rebrand, the amount of work and energy that goes into that, is it really worth it? And I'm going to tell you the stuff that I'm seeing really more on social media. It's incredible the leaps and bounds that you guys have taken since the days that I knew Drew years ago and his dad in the booth, you know, back in the sheep show and five, six years ago, you guys have done a lot of great things. Maybe you can expand on some of that stuff, Mike. Sure. And you're absolutely right. You know, rebranding is a big, big step uh, to take to change the company name. And particularly when you have uh, the investment that, that Drew's got in it and, and, you know, Aaron's been with him for a long time and, and some of the other guys, you know, there's a, um, um, you know, you, you have that investment and you have that emotional attachment to it. So as a marketing guy coming in from strictly the outside and coming in from a marketing point of view, it was, it was when I was first contacted, um, by Drew and his dad, it was like, I, I can't pronounce this, this axial precision. And I yeah. just stumbled over it and stumbled over it and stumbled like over engineers it. thinking of names for yeah. things again, like, geez. And, and then it's like, so what does axial precision mean? What is it? And then, you know, getting that explanation. And, and so, you know, um, and understanding that the company, again, I'd, I've been in this industry for 40 some years and and, um, you know, I had never heard of it. And it was a young company. But, um, you know, and Drew admits, this is, you know, we weren't doing marketing. We weren't doing a lot of things. But it's still, you know, I think I've got a pretty good beat on, you know, pulse on the on the industry. And I and so I went to him and I said, you know, guys, um, how happy are you with the name? And they're like, well, not really. Nobody can pronounce, you know, and they said the same thing that I was saying. Um, you know, it's hard to pronounce and this, that and the other. And I said, well, you know, now is the if you're ever going to change it, now is the time to change it. And uh, God bless them; they agreed. To, you know, Drew. It was it was a hard pill to swallow, I think. But but and we and we picked a, the the name Altero was was is pretty cool because that was the flagship model. That was the the first rifle of the flagship that the company was made on was the Altera, and we still have the Altera steel and the Altera carbon. But um, so you know we we. We got that, so I thought you know it might be a little bit easier for Rick uh, to number one to pronounce, but then to to recognize and you know all the marketing stuff, looking at logos and design and all those other kinds of things. Um, so we did that, and uh, you know it's as you said, you know I think we're seeing a lot of name recognition and we're gaining a lot of ground on it. Um, but along with that was what we you know again as a marketer, you look for what is setting us apart from every other bolt action rifle. And again, as I said in my, in the opening, um, you know, what hasn't already been done to a bolt action rifle? So how do we set ourselves apart? And as I was doing, um, that evaluation and learning about the product, um, some things that were just astounding to me and they're very technical. I'll let those guys address it if we, we have that time. But at the end of the day, I said, Hey, you know, all that stuff is really great. And I get it kind of, I'm not an engineer, but, um, what does it do for me? You know, I'm a big game Western hunter. Yeah. That's our clientele. Bring it down to my what, fifth, fifth grade reading level. You know, right? and, what is that? and I, I get the three point lock. I get all of that stuff kind of, but what does it do for me? And at the end of the day, um, what Drew and company told me is when our rifles leave the shop, we guarantee they will shoot sub quarter inch with our hand loaded ammunition that we develop, that the rifle will shoot 0.5 inch with factory ammunition, that it'll shoot different bullet weights without significantly uh, affecting the accuracy, and it'll not fail to cycle. That, I mean, I hope the listeners let that sink in for a minute, because 
anybody that is into precision shooting, long-range hunting, long-range shooting, whatever, we all know how difficult it is to find one single load to shoot really well in a rifle. And because of the patented designs, to be able to come out with a rifle that can do what I just said, (laughs) what we absolutely unconditionally guarantee it'll do, is unbelievable. Um, Well, who's doing that? No one. Right. Absolutely no one. Yeah. Now, there are some custom gun rifle manufacturers out there that will guarantee unconditional. I don't know what they're guaranteeing. We guarantee 100% of your satisfaction. Okay. So, we're guaranteeing 100% satisfaction, but within that are quarter inch with custom, our custom loads, half inch with factory, shoot differently bullets without affecting accuracy, and it It won't won't fail. No other rifle manufacturer on the planet can make that claim. And further, we went and said, try it for 90 days. If you don't like it, send it back. Any reason. We'll refund your money 100%. You know how many we've gotten back? How many of those you got back? (laughs) That would be, you mean total, altogether, complete? That'd be a zero. So, um, so, and that's, you know, uh, you know, I'm kind of at the end of my career in this industry, but to see this opportunity and get on with a company that's growing, that can do that, uh, is, was just too good of an opportunity for me to pass up. Sure. And, um, you know, the other, the other tribute to what, you know, we're doing is here is we have brought on some incredible people in the industry, Don, uh, excuse me, Dan Rice, uh, from Vista Outdoors, who is our VP of sales. He's come on, uh, Dennis Van Aker, that's our president of, uh, Vice President of Production, um, you know, we just uh, brought on uh, as our general um, manager, um, Todd Harney, that came over here from Kuyu. I mean, we have people saying, you know, a year ago, not very many people have heard of us. Now we have got some significantly experienced people in this industry that said, say, I want to come work for you guys. And that that's pretty big, you know, from, yeah. in, in my estimation. So, uh, well, and, yeah. and it, it, and it all starts with the product and what it's capable of doing. And it's, it's phenomenal. Well, this, as you guys know, this industry, it's, it's big, but it's so small and reputation is everything. And once reputation is tarnished, it's so hard to get that back, whether it's, whether it's hunting, whether it's gun manufacturing, whether it's what have you, but you know, to your point, I mean, there, there are, you go to these shows and there are so many gun manufacturers. I mean, there's, they're like knife makers. There's five new ones every day built, but Again, I think what you talk about is, you know, what's in it for me? What does it do for me? But how do we set ourselves apart? And when you can throw out numbers like that and basically have a defect rate of zero coming back, that's pretty impressive, right? And that's how you need to talk about name recognition and people wanting to come work for you. Um, They know that and they see that and they want to be a part of that, right? It's Mm -hmm. something special, right? You guys definitely have something special. Well, and the other thing that really impressed me as a consumer was all of those accuracy guarantees and functional guarantees come in a rifle. I think my rifle's finished weight is 7.1 pounds with loose gold VX5, you know, 3 to 15 on it. So it's a 20 ounce scope. Um, Yeah. So you think about most backpack country hunts where, I mean, you've been on long range hunts. We've all done them where food, water, things become very important, and an 11, 12, 13-pound rifle lugging on there, you can cut that weight in half. That's a big deal, right? Especially when you got guys cutting, you know, the ends off their toothbrushes when they're, they're counting weight. So weight's a whole other thing that on the table that's just impressive what these rifles will do. And when I hold one, 
it's light, but it feels like a big, massive, heavy rifle. And I, and I like to sit behind a heavy. I like. I just like the genesis of a heavy rifle. But when it feels you shoot, real. It doesn't feel it, like a little. You it, know, some, yes. some of these get so light they just don't feel like. Is this, is this a real rifle? But when Drew, when Drew, when you guys released the Mountain Shadow at Cheap Show three, four years ago ish, yeah, something, about that. something like that. Three years ago. Yeah. Three years ago. I remember I was at the show when you guys had one there. And I remember just holding it and feeling it. Now, it was in right hand, which we're going to talk about that later, but I'll get you guys off. But <laughs> it was in right hand, but I was holding it. I'm like, this feels like a rifle. Like it, you know, it, and it was sub, sub, you know, sub seven pounds or so. It was just ridiculous. It's like, how can you take something that shoots so well and lighten it to that point and get it to shoot as well as it does? And, and, uh, so maybe speaking of that, talking about lightweight technology, maybe you can talk a little bit about what makes the rifles so light and how you guys can can build a rifle like that. Oh, we got the we so, got the Boise salute going here. <laughs> so first of all, when when we sat down and said, "Hey, we want to build a light rifle," you know, there was light rifles on the market already, but they were kind of like you were saying, you picked them up, you felt like you were holding the kid's gun. Um, you know, they just made everything smaller to get rid of that weight. So we decided, well, we're going to figure out how to build something that's structurally sound, but full bodied. It's going to be the yeah. same size, same feel, everything. Um, and that, it really starts with the stock. I mean, the stock we manufacture is probably the lightest one on the market as far as what we can get it down to. I think we've had some of them down to 20 ounces if we really get after it. Wow. But, um, not, it's incredible. Not something that, you, you know, don't call us and ask for a 20-ounce stock because I probably won't sell it to you. Um, they they make funny noises and they do weird things, but it, we've had them that low. Yeah, but that's um, generally one of the heavier pieces of the firearm, right, is a stock, right? Yeah, I mean, just generally. a big, heavy, you know, whether it's a wooden stock or even synthetic, that's where a lot of your weight sits in a rifle. So, you know, you start with a 20-ounce stock. Um, everything in the metal work has been considered, too. What needs to be there? What doesn't need to be there? Um, some of the the original Mountain Shadows were a pinned recoil lug uh, rather than integral, and they had a titanium recoil lug. We use a titanium brake on the Mountain Shadow. I mean, it's we just figured out where we could drop weight every place without dropping any of the functionability of the rifle and and got it down to where we're coming in with a full-bodied rifle that is averaging six pounds un, unscoped. Wow. And um, obviously we're we're utilizing carbon technology in in the stock we're also utilizing that in the barrel um we've we've been working with proof for years we've been working we've well over the last year we tested every carbon fiber barrel on the market and ended up with uh well we're we're bringing our own um, cool we've we've played with that technology a little bit and figured out how to make it better lighter and uh and so uh, hopefully what do we think may or june we'll be introducing the altera carbon um barrel wow that's exciting and that barrel will we're we're also moving to the the gain twist technology with that um so we're, we're going to be utilizing that but that barrel is lighter than any carbon barrel available on the market right now um and still shoots to our accuracy guarantee so wow I mean, like I said, we just looked at everything we possibly could and, and said, where can we take this weight out without mm -hmm. reducing the functionality? And, and this is where we ended up. Yeah. 
Well, I think a lot of manufacturers can shave weight in a lot of areas, and it and it will. You'll see the quality diminish, right? It's kind of the point of diminishing returns, right? How much are you going to lose in weight versus quality of what you're putting out there? And that goes for a lot of things. I mean, you think of anything ultralight, but to be able to do that and, and again, to guarantee what you guys are putting out, it's it's pretty incredible. And, and I mean, I, I don't know of any other companies that are doing that to, that, to that level of tolerance, right, down to, I mean, you said, you know, what do you say? 20, 20, uh, 20 ounces, 20 ounces on a stock. I mean, now get granted, may granted, not shoot the best, yeah, but well, it's, and that's the other thing. It'll still it's, meet our guarantee. It, it, <laughs> hey, the, which not many can even do that, the, right? It's not the quality. That's really the question is, I mean, you can cut stuff out and do, and still make a, do a quality job. You're, you're not going to get the functionality of the sure. counterpart though. Okay. So it's really the functionality we were looking at. A heavy rifle is easier to shoot. It dampens the shot better. It's easier to manage. Um, so all the way to the geometries of our stock, it's made to be lightweight and still be able to manage that rifle and shoot it accurately. Um, the materials we use to fill our stock are there because they do a very good job at dampening that shot that that recoil the um, harmonics that can run through a rifle but yet they're still lightweight and that was you know test after test after test of different component mixes of that material to find the one that was the lightest one that gave us the functionality that we were looking for Mm -hmm. so and the other thing kind of go along with your point lucas is you know there's a lot of people out there custom gun builders but for the most part they're assembling parts that are bought by every other gun builder. So they don't really have the capability um, or the wherewithal to, to be able to modify the parts to get them down to the weight that they need or to have geometry that makes them more, more shootable. And that's one of the things that we wanted to be able to do is control our supply chain, control the engineering, to be able to control um, the end product and the results that we get out of these guns. And um, we've basically done that with vertical integration. We're bringing almost everything in-house, all the way from stocks now to uh, barrels. And we didn't just want to do another knockoff stock, another knockoff barrel. Um, we got three patents in the receivers, like I was telling you. Everything we do is not just to be another Me Too. It's designed to, for a purpose to have more functionality, better performance, and therefore, a uh, better customer shooting experience. When you think about vertical integration, especially in a time right now, when you when you look at supply chain, so maybe we'll go down this rat hole, right? You know, right now, trying to find, you know, whether it's a barrel or you're talking about optics, just trying to get a scope from, you know, whoever, Huskama or Night Force or whatever. I mean, so these are all things that are obviously you guys don't make optics but building the rifle itself if you're relying on so many other companies that can that can obviously increase your 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 time of 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 assembling and building these rifles right so bringing it in-house allows you to probably get more rifles input output out the door quicker yeah so we vertically integrated not because uh, we wanted to or even in some cases we uh maybe didn't even have the cash flow to legitimize it, but we also didn't have the cash flow to to not do it. If you have to wait six, eight months to get a stock and it looks the same as the guy next to you and it shoots the same as the guy next to you, 
then it doesn't really do us any good. Yeah. So most, like a lot of what we've done is one, we don't get the performance out of buying something off the shelf. So we've had to vertically integrate to be able to get the results that we wanted. Yeah. And the downside now is, I mean, when you, you guys talk about load development, getting brass, getting primers, getting powder, getting bullets. I mean, for the average consumer like Ryan or I, it's it's almost impossible. I'm sure you guys have better access to it. But all that stuff puts, you know, like I say, you know, barriers in the process and building it. You were talking about optics, right? Getting a night force scope right now is months out, right? To get that process done, which that's just a, a you know, a factor of the environment we're in right now, unfortunately. And hopefully that stuff, right, works itself out and it gets back to a little bit more of a normal pace, but that probably slows down the production time, I'm assuming, on your guys's Absolutely. from the time it comes yeah. in, from the time it gets ordered to the time it goes out the door. I mean, we have orders in now that are not even being started because we know we're not going to see the optic we need to finish that order for eight to 12 months wow you know so even though but and we let the customer know you know this optic choice puts you here and they're okay with that but you know we don't start building that rifle yet because why let it sit here and collect dust until that that optic shows up sure so let's say you got an optic on the shelf here Guy puts in an order and wants to build a, let's say, a 308. What, what's kind of the, I would say, just average runtime to, to get a rifle from start to finish out? So if if we were talking about there's nothing in the queue, um, all the components are, are here, um, ready to go, uh, I mean, we probably have a rifle done in four or five days. But that'd be one rifle. So when you start talking about we're doing multiple rifles through... Our, our average lead times when components are here, the the you know the market's not going through like it is right now. We can get anything we need. You're you're about two to three months for a build, okay. And that's just with the our our current workload. But like I said, if it was a, something where the queue is completely empty and we had everything here, it it would probably take us about four or five days. Wow. And most of that's cure time for stuff. Uh, I mean. You know, betting a rifle, it sits 24 hours. Um, yeah, Poxy's got a cure on stocks. With the Cerakote's got to, uh, you know, cook and bake and stuff like that. So that four or five days isn't actual four or five days of a Hard guy labor, right? touching that rifle. A lot yeah, of that time is, is setting it, up. it's setting or curing, yeah. Well, and on top of that, you do, you know, no rifle leaves here without being shot, not only shot, but having the barrel broken in, which could take 100, I'm not going to speak for you guys, but 100 rounds or, or whatever that is. But uh, I think it's an important, important thing to note that we don't just build a rifle. When we finish it, we ship it out. That thing goes through rigorous, rigorous range time to uh, to break in that barrel, to get the velocities where we need to on that, and then to, to um, make sure that we do- we're documenting and certifying the accuracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that we can send those targets with to the customer with the rifle so that they have confidence. Yeah, these guys did what they said said that they could do. Sure. And, uh, you know, and to Ryan's point, some of them go, well, I'll never be able to shoot that good, but I'm, I'm comforted in knowing that if I, may, if I miss it, it ain't the rifle, it's me. Yeah. We probably ought to clarify a little bit there. Okay, no, please do. No, no rifle will leave with less than 20 rounds. Okay. So if a customer has an order at low development or something like that, um, we're going to do about 20 rounds down that rifle, and that's a... a rough breaking of the barrel and get the accuracy uh verified yeah if a customer orders load development it could be anywhere from 100 to 300 rounds because every barrel speeds up after so long and so we actually 
shoot it until we measure that speed up before we actually start load development. Sure. And let's say someone is just hell-bent for shooting copper, right, or wants to build a weapon with, you know, let's say it's barns or whatever, and this gun isn't shooting barns, like, you know, as an example. Or let's say he wants to, he says, I want to shoot burgers as an example, and it's not shooting burgers well. I mean, will you guys try to fit the bullet to the barrel, or well, will you yeah, guys cross-engineer or reverse-engineer that to where so this is the bullet that's best for that barrel? If a, if a customer comes to us with a specific bullet that he likes, or or maybe it's a specific weight, um, something like that, we we know what barrels work good with that bullet, what barrels don't, which barrels like what weights. But with our our technology, it's not really an issue. Now, if they come to us with a specific bullet, we're going to do the load development around that bullet. And yeah. We, I mean, I don't know if we found one we can't get to shoot yet. I mean, short of, you know, cheap, you know, crimp bullets that we we use for like breaking and stuff. Sometimes they don't, you know, yeah. paint a, a half inch group. But any any uh, premium or quality bullet, we we you get, get it to shoot. shoot. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of states now you're seeing, you know, no lead, copper only. So you're seeing these transformations. I don't know if you guys are seeing that a little bit here, but I mean, in California, it's a lead only state. So you know, we're kind of forced into shooting. You know bullets that may not have the bcs that lead do or have the you know the maybe perform as well as lead does but um we're still seeing some some pretty good um man the manufacturers are making some pretty good cartridges even with copper today so yeah some of our best shooting guns are copper bullets um you do get some more you get a lot more accuracy out of a cnc machined or swiss screw machined you know turned bullet I mean, uh, the disadvantage of the mono is usually just not as much weight sure. behind it. It's so weight. that's why you're, you're, you're not seeing the BC there. But those bullets will fly more consistent. They might have more drop to them, but they'll fly more consistent than a jacketed bullet almost every time. Sure. So it's no, no issue to, to do the all you know, copper-only rounds for customers that want that. So, so we're at close to 50 minutes. Amazing how... Fa- wow. fast time flies but it's it's great having these conversations so so i'm a pretty i mean i'm i'm not a rifle guy i mean i've pretty much made bow hunting my passion for the last 20 years but i'm i'm seriously interested in what you guys have been doing and i've been given drew crap for years because i'm a i'm a left eye dominant guy so i i, I most of the guns i have are actually left-handed chambered because i bought them specifically to fit me because i've never been able to find a, a right-handed action bolt gun that's fit me well but you guys are now um building in left-handed actions is that correct so as you saw as you came in today i was yeah i'm wrapping up the fixtures for the left-handed bolt um We've already produced the left-handed receiver. Obviously, we've got left-handed stock we introduced. Uh, Several months ago. Yeah, like six months ago. Um, so, yeah, the the left-handed action is uh, right around the corner. It's I coming. mean, it's, uh, it's, it's short of bolt right now, which I'm, I'm working on. Uh, yeah right now so. so there's really but we could take your deposit tonight that's oh, no problem. Yeah, I, know, I know how that works <laughs> i know how that goes no but there's really nothing short of anything you guys can't do i guess is my point i mean if someone comes to you and says i need a left-handed this a right-handed whatever you guys are a full service facility that can do that yeah and or will be able to do that and we'll be adding some stuff on too like right now we're limited in, in some of the bolt face options but that it, is only because we haven't made them. Um, we can make them. We just haven't done it yet. So um, there's there's some limitations there. Um, We're I limited think, on brass too. 
like ammo components. Sure. Um, we've been able to secure a pretty good supply of some of it, but that's another rat hole that we're kind of peering down. So and that's, that's a conversation that's had with the customer right now. Um, if, if a guy comes to us and wants a 300 PRC right now, we pretty much have to let him know, hey, man, uh, no brass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we don't know when. So, yeah, yeah we yeah, can build yeah. that for you, but we have no idea when we can ship it because it's not leaving here until we test it. Or at least limiting, uh, limiting the amount of ammo just because in people can't find it on the shelves. So they come to us and say, I want 1,500 rounds of this ammo and they think that that's just going to appear with us or whatever um but i mean we'll take the order for that but and produce it as we get it but uh that's definitely something that we're we're kind of peering down is trying to uh even maybe look at brass production yeah so. and, and i think you know we're in a society of the right now society i want everything right now and um you know I've never seen the restraints that we've had on ammunition components in in my entire career. It's just it's it's just unbelievable. Not only ammo, but but the, the optics, like we talked about, et cetera. Uh, and I think um, you know the consumer is now is is seeing that from their sure. own experience. They go into uh, uh, Cabela's or uh, Sports Warehouse or whatever, and the and the shelves are devoid of of any any ammo at all. So people. Our customers are starting to realize, yeah, I, I get it. You know, we're we're not the stumbling blocks. We would love to get you that rifle out in five days, but yeah. you know, it, it just isn't going to happen realistic. because because of those things because we don't have the components. And so now we're seeing them, you know, more willing to wait. Um, part of the problem does come in though that um, you know, and, and I, I think any custom rifle builder that you would talk to today on a podcast would say the earlier you get your order in the better chance we have of delivering it and so many people wait well i'm going to start thinking about my fall hunting season now so they they come in in you know june july and say hey i need I a rifle august or yeah, september and it's like it, yeah. it, it, you know in mo in many cases that is not going to happen yeah it's not realistic and um and we're not going to cut corners to make it make yeah. it happen so, you know, if there's some flexibility in, okay, I really want a 6.5 PRC, but I'd be willing to take it in 6.5 Creedmoor, that's a whole different, that's a whole different delivery date, sure. you know? Uh, so... And you probably uh, got brass for the Creedmoor, so... There, there's a lot of that. I mean, if, if a customer wants to sit down and have the conversation, we can tell him what we have and what's ready and could get him the quickest lead time. Yeah. But, you know, that's kind of tough to do. You're going to spend this kind of money on a custom rifle. You want what you want. And if it was me, I'd wait, you know, yeah, sure. I'd, I'd, I'd wait. But yeah. also if it's close enough, you know, if we've got something's close enough, I mean, we're happy to, to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, I mean, and, and Ryan's here, you know, kind of a testament to this. I mean, he, he ordered a 308, and there's going to be a lot of listeners out there going, why in the world a 308? It is certainly not the sexiest caliber out there. And I'm not sure, was this the first Mountain Shadow we've chambered and that we sold in 308? Yeah. Yes. So, so Ryan's the first. He's a unicorn. Um, it's not even offered on the website. Yeah. Not, yeah. So um, he's often told that, too. <laughs> you know, and that 308 will kill a lot of games. Well, so. Ryan and I have talked. If he gets stranded somewhere out of the country in Africa, pr 
nine times out of ten, they're probably going to have 308 at the camp, exactly. right? I mean, it's just, that's one of those rounds, exactly. right, that you could probably find universally yeah. anywhere. And if you got in a pinch, you could probably find some 308. You know, what happens if you're overseas in New Zealand and you got a 300 PRC? Yeah. You know, Good luck. Or a twenty-eight Nosler, and your and your ammo didn't show up on and the and your ammo didn't show up. You're yeah. probably you know you're well, and a lot of the or reasons. Or if you're in a Cabela's store, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cabela's store. Yeah. store. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, neither one of them have ammo. A lot of reasons <laughs> the guys shy away. The guys shy away from calibers like the three hundred eight is well, it's not known to be as accurate as a six five Creedmoor or the new PRCs or this that or the other. Well, but not it shot a point one one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> proven that theory. Yeah. I, I mean, short of you know, that's that's not going to hit the velocities of a bigger thirty cal cartridge, but it's going to carry enough energy far enough, and it's going to hit what you aim at if you know your rifle. Yeah. I mean, you're you're going to yeah. be fine. Well, and we're going to see if we can take it out to 1,120 yards tomorrow. Let's take so. it to a mile tomorrow. Let's do well, it. Let's see. Well, we shot. We'll it. see what Travis can set up. A couple for weeks us. ago. A couple weeks ago, Ryan got it. He called me. He goes, hey, I got the gun. Let's, you know, yeah. go run some ammo through it. And Kyle came out, and we were shooting. And, and uh, just incredible. I mean, we were just shooting factory, you know, factory ammo. I don't even know what grain. Was it 150 or? 150 grain yeah. Federal Power Shock. Yeah. yeah. And well, had yeah. a bit of a crosswind, and it just shooting sweet. I mean, just absolutely sweet. Yeah. And I do I, I do think we need to mention, too, that the, the and I know you're going to do another podcast with uh, at the shooting school tomorrow, but yep. that is something else that I think is really important that, that we mention. A lot of our guys say, well, so what? Your rifles will shoot a mile. I can't. Well, you have the opportunity to learn how to do that uh, through Travis Woodbury School, that, uh, and we work very closely with Travis. And, uh, you know, on top of that, too, we also have another uh, a, a pretty cool opportunity with our, with our Altera experience, um, customers can order their rifle, come here to the shop, completely assemble it, you know, from from parts all the way to the scope and everything, and then go out and shoot it and, and attend a, a one or two day class, which kind of, you know, kind of gives a pretty cool effect. You know, when you're hunting, you know, when you're in hunting camp and everybody's talking about their rifles, it's like, man, I went there and I put this baby together myself. And, yeah. and, and, I learned how to shoot it. And oh, by the way, so, if I'm on the mountain and something happens, I might have a better idea what I need to do to fix that's, it because that's I remember part of the experience. I remember it's, how I assembled it. It's right? almost like an armory course. Yeah. You're you're going to go through and see how to assemble it, understand what everything yeah. is, what it does, why yeah. it's important, what it's going to do. If and and then also your maintenance periods on stuff. You're going to see all of that firsthand. Yeah. And not just see it in some manual. You get to do it, touch it, feel it. So you feel comfortable when it's time to do it again. Yeah. Well, and everything you guys are talking about, I think, is you don't have to have the punchline, what sets you apart from your competitors, what makes you better. I mean, everything you all talk about are reasons why I think you guys have set yourself apart. Right? I mean, how many of your competitors can you go into their facility and assemble and then go through a two-day shooting course and really understand how the gun shoots, right, how it feels, what the trigger pull is? I mean, all those things are so important when you're going to invest. Like you said, people are investing a lot of money in this. I want to probably get the product that I want, um, but to be able to have the whole experience i think is all a part of the experience in which you guys provide which is pretty cool yeah so closing comments we're like i say we're closing on an hour here and i know it's friday night and we got a, a shoot tomorrow in the rain potentially which we talked about it you know what it's like i 
I don't know that I've ever hunted where it didn't rain and the, when the wind wasn't blowing and it was miserable and it just kind of adds a little bit of authenticity to it. So we're excited about that. But I don't know, any, just any closing thoughts, comments about what we've talked about, the name, the brand, the direction you guys are going, anything you guys want to share? Well, just on my, my part, you know, just kind of the new guy, you know, um, being here just a year and, and, you know, kind of being on the other side of the aisle in marketing, uh, I think the thing that impresses me the most uh, about uh, uh, Drew and Aaron and Matt and Matt's team, uh, you know, Justin and and, uh, and Walter and everybody else that, that has a part in um, putting these rifles together and building these is uh, a, a, and I don't want to make this sound cliche, but it's, it's the best description I can have, a relentless commitment to doing it right. And there's no corners cut, refused, it's just absolutely refused to do it. And, you know, sometimes I think, well, is that really a big deal? It is. It really, really, really is the smallest part, and I, I see it all the time in them. And uh, you know, talk about tenacious, and you know, I, I, again, I just I think relentless is is the best term that I can use. Um, we're relentless in providing the best, absolute, the best rifle on the planet. Well, every time we ship a rifle, it's like sending your kid to college. I mean, you get to know these guns as they go through the shop. And you get attached to them. You, get attached you, to them. Don't, yeah. you don't want to see them go. There's, I mean, there's definitely been rifles that we've put together that have brought me close to tears as they shipped out because i'm like i want that one (laughs) yeah well and i think if you put your heart and soul into something and you have that much passion around something that's what makes the product what it is right if it was running through a factory and only your piece was to assemble this and it moves on you have no connection to that piece of equipment right in a toyota factory i mean they might see the camry go through but all they did was you know put the hubcaps on i mean they they don't have a connection you guys small company right line of sight you guys all i mean like you said you 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 clean the the golf balls and you also you know clean the bathroom and and drew and sweep the shop at night but that's what makes this authentic to me is that you guys really are at the ground level and uh, all the way from the top down and you see that and the connection i think is pretty cool yeah it's it's a fun experience and we have a good time every day we got a great team in here um everybody gets along really well uh you know there's always shenanigans and stuff like that going on but you know being able to watch these go together from a, you know raw material to that finished product that that leaves here in my opinion one of the most exceptional rifles in the world and and it's it's just fun every day for us to to experience that and and also hear from the customers afterwards and how excited they are when when they they get it and they get out and shoot it and and it's it's really nice to to hear from those guys especially to mm-hmm. um know that we did we did a good job and and all that time and effort we put into it paid off so yeah yeah we had a guy uh, a couple guys who came in and did the altair experience with us and um a week or two after they took the rifle home and spent some time with it uh he, he sent us an email with these two pictures of these just killer groups and he said you know these are the two best groups i ever shot in my life and i shot them back to back with your gun and there's just, just nothing, nothing makes you feel better, man. It's sure. not, you know, not ever willing to compromise, you know, what we're putting out. And, you know, it's really good to, you know, have this team that understands that, that, you know, hey, we said we were going to ship it this day and it wasn't quite ready. It'll ship when it is. And we haven't had anybody who, you know, 
was unhappy when you know the final product got to showed him, up so. at their door. Yeah, that's definitely the coolest part is seeing the customers year after year and they come back time and time again. We have one guy that just bought his fifth rifle and just it's it, one there's like a personal connection because they get to talk to us it's not a giant company we still have like the personal experience with the customers but two they recognize that we're not cutting corners we're we're actually telling them what they're getting and they know what they're getting and then they get to see and talk to us at the different trade shows and whatever else and they end up being our like biggest sales force is because they're so excited to show pictures of the animals they shot at distance or whatever or the really small groups that they shot out of their gun and then they end up just you know talking everybody else around about you know how excited they are to have that and i think that's that's one of my favorite parts is seeing like the you know the fruits of your effort right Mm -hmm. well i mean you guys know customer satisfaction is is the biggest part of the game and if what you're sending people and they're not happy with it and you're getting stuff turned back. I mean, it, again, it, it's a testament to what you guys are doing, right. And the product that you guys are putting out. And, uh, yeah, just, I know on my behalf, I'm just, um, excited to be here in Boise. I'm excited for the weekend and it was cool that we could loop this part of the kind of the experience together. And, um, like I said, it's good to, good to see Drew again and reconnect. We've, for sure. uh, I think you were at my, was it my birthday one year at the sheep show? We went out to dinner and your dad was there and, I think there was a few uh, alcoholic beverages can consumed that <laughs> night, maybe a few. I think two. I think that was my 30th birthday a couple of years ago, but uh, anyway. We got some stories about that one. Yeah, that's right. But no, it's uh, it's been fun. It's been fun watching you guys grow, and it's exciting. Who knows, in five years, you know, you guys will probably be growing out of this building and, and into something different. And hopefully Five months. Five months. Five months. Yeah, yeah we're going to grow five years. I mean, You've seen my office. It's cell block A. It was five months that. ago. <laughs> five months ago, we grew out of this building. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, we saw the Connex out there, the, yeah. the, the blast-proof double-wide that, that, yeah. that Mike's subjected that's, to. That's my luxury, you know, executive office out there with the bars on the window and all that. We so. just did that because Mike smells funny. So. <laughs> no, and it reminds me of being in California. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Ooh. Ow. Touche, Matthew. You got your Idaho license now? I have my Idaho license you guys I have, are 100 residents idaho license plates the first thing my wife and i did when we got here yeah. and yeah we are idahoans good move so, good move yeah. so all you californians stay out <laughs> now so, that i'm no longer one you ready ryan to exercise that finger let's do it so the last thing i'm going to leave you guys with is i'm just going to throw this out there but left-handed bolt action seven mag that you know, that's something that I, I might be interested in. So okay, let me get my pen and I'll just take that credit card yeah, number. Yeah, 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 we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, appreciate your guys' time. Thanks for having us. Thanks, thanks for Lucas, hosting us today. It. Thanks for coming. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks, no, yeah, absolutely. This is great. Thank you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. And uh, hopefully, the next couple of days, we'll uh, be able to share some some good experiences. And uh, I'll be sitting behind his rifle a little bit. So it'd be I'm excited about that too. So. Good deal. We're excited for you. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Great talking to you guys. All right. Take care. Hey, listeners. This is Lucas Paw, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Check out our website at rnaoutdoors.com to find all of our podcast platforms. Go listen today where you podcast. Additionally, leave a review and a five-star rating. 
These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Instagram at Rod and Arrow Outdoors, Facebook RNA Outdoors, and YouTube RNA Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. We hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Subscribe today and follow along on the journey.